Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Inside New Orleans, 1061 FM. Uh, and of course, Nash Icon. Don't forget the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app. Great way to take the show with you anywhere. Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Get out there and enjoy it at your leisure. Anchor is our home base, but we're on all podcasting platforms. And, uh, of course, uh, Les East joined me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. If you didn't catch us at 1 o'clock, catch us tonight at 6 on LAE, 10 o'clock on the Deuce WLA-TV2, Friday night at 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE, 
Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce and 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always at ericasher.com. Always on the WLE TV YouTube page. And, of course, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter. Eric Asher on Facebook. And Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Fletcher Mackle joins us in about two minutes. Uh, we'll talk a lot with Saints and Pelicans with him. Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints Podcast will join us at 510. I like to sell of Locked On. Uh, I like to sell of uh, the Bird Rights will join us at uh, 535. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and Old New Orleans Cookery. Of course, we start off this half hour uh, brought to you by Oceana Grill. First of all, the construction is done. It's easy to get to Oceana Grill now. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. They're open seven days a week. Home in New Orleans, best breakfast. Got to check it out. And, of course, serving Cajun Creole cuisines that are absolutely fantastic for lunch and dinner. They are open early. They are open late. They open again uh, at 11 a.m. and don't close until 1 a.m. So get out there and enjoy a great meal, fantastic cocktails, five private rooms for your next event that can accommodate up to 120 guests. That's right. And, of course, don't forget, you can also dine in an authentic French Quarter courtyard. Uh, looking for, to deliver, have something delivered online? Go to Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Oceana Grill, again, 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. with, again, uh, an opportunity for you to enjoy a great meal over at Oceana Grill, all part of the Oceana family of restaurants. Of course, we're delayed today because of the um, UNO basketball game, uh, and, uh, and unfortunately for the privateers, uh, they, they go down today. Uh, 92 to 82 in double overtime to McNeese. They'll play tomorrow morning uh, against HBU at 11. So, again, let's jump into it. Uh, Joining us on the program now from Channel 6 Sports, none other than Fletcher Mackle. Fletch, how you doing? I am doing well, Eric. Thanks for having me. Always good to have you, Fletch. Fletch, let's start off with the New Orleans Saints. And, look, we've asked the question all week long because, look, you've seen a lot of Saints football like myself, and we've seen the ups and downs. And I've never seen a team that has, had, has overcome the adversity that this team has had to overcome this year and still be again in a position to be able to get into the playoffs. It's absolutely remarkable, uh, you know, from, from a player standpoint to, again, what the coaching staff has been able to do, uh, the culture of this team. Uh, is there anything you could compare it to? No. I mean, I, not, not off the top of my head, no. I mean, you know, I mean, we both grew up here and have worked in this market for a long time. And, and I can't think of anything. I mean, when you talk about four different starting quarterbacks, 57 different starters at, at various positions, the salary cap issues, the retirement of Breeze, two massive COVID issues. Um, it, again, it's, it's, it's pretty remarkable. I mean, look, if you'd have listed a year ago when they were upset by Tom Brady, and it was a, it was a bad upset. I mean, look, we, I think we all had high expectations for those final few years of Breeze in 18, 19, and even last year in 20, getting two home playoff games to start the postseason, um, at least maybe getting to Green Bay in, in a chance to get in the NFC Championship game and not getting there it was disappointing. But if you take it from March 14th when Drew Brees retired and officially announced it, to now, and you listed the the litany of obstacles that they have had in their way, you'd probably say in a 17-game season, this is a team that went six and eleven, or five and twelve, or maybe a high watermark of seven and ten. Eight and eight is certainly not winning them the Super Bowl, but the fact that they're eight and eight have a chance to be nine and eight and have a chance to get into the playoffs is is pretty remarkable. And and look. There's, you know, there's some naysayers out there that go, oh, you're a homer. Oh, no, I'm just, 
I'm a realistic journalist covering mm-hmm. the team. I didn't make up these obstacles. These things are in their way. So, yeah, what they have been able to do is pretty remarkable. Now, again, do I think the Saints are winning the Super Bowl? I absolutely do not. Do I think the Saints could get into the playoffs and maybe maybe push the Rams to the brink if they got in and, and, and face the Rams, which they will in the first game, if they got in? Yeah. Uh, do I think they get past Green Bay? No. Do I think they make it to an NFC Championship game or a Super Bowl? No. But everything they've dealt through this year, gone through this year and dealt with, is again pretty remarkable. It, it really is. Now, looking forward to the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons beat them in, in, in the first game. This is a rivalry. Some people say again, you throw that out, you throw the game out, records out with this rivalry. What what what, what do you think that the, um, uh, the 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 mode that the Falcons will be on this game? Are they going to be looking to the vacation, or do you think that again in the NFL it really is looking to play the to play the uh, uh, the spoiler role? I, I think that the Falcons are going to be loaded. To use your term, Eric, I always like it when you say it, loaded for bear, um, for one game. Look, they're done. But they have a new executive, obviously a, a former executive with the Saints and Terry Fontenot, who is less than a year on the job. They, they have a new head coach who is less than a year on the job. So to me, I think this isn't some, this isn't a team that they, they know their coach is getting fired. They know that they're down and out and that next season is going to be a massive reboot. Next season may look different for Atlanta, but I think that this team and these players on that team know it's time to impress. It's time to maybe show a little grit. It's time, time to maybe show that what are we playing for? We're playing. Everybody thinks that it's going to come down to San Francisco beating the Rams. The Saints know they have to win, but I think a lot of people are taking for granted that the Saints are just going to win this game, and I don't think that Atlanta is going to come out and just lay down. I I think they're going to get a team that is at a a heightened sense of focus, and if anything realizes, this is our Super Bowl. Let's let's tell these people from New Orleans to shut their mouths and and go home sad. So um, is. As excited as the Saints fans are for it, and they should be, mm-hmm. and I think there will be more Saints fans than than Falcons fans in that building. I, I certainly think the Falcons are coming to play. I don't think this is going to be some thirty-one to seven route by the New Orleans Saints because they caught a Falcons team that was, you know, tickets punched for vacation and and thinking of the airport and and where they're going to to bask in the sun. When when you break this game down for, for on, on Sunday again, uh, what, what are your what are the keys to a Saints victory in your mind? Well, look, I, I certainly think the deep the, the defense has always gotten pressure on Matt Ryan. They even got the, the one game they couldn't get to him. They got some pressure, but they couldn't create the pressure they traditionally had on Matt Ryan in the last game. And look, he played his best game of the season against the New Orleans Saints this year. I certainly think if they can create the pressure they have historically created against Atlanta and in leading to a, a ton of sacks on Matt Ryan, when you look at the numbers, it's crazy how many times, especially in the last four or five seasons, the Saints have gotten to Matt Ryan. I think the defense that we have seen in recent weeks against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, um, uh, you know, obviously most recently against the, the Carolina Panthers. That's the defense that we're going to need to see. We're going to need to see that line getting after people, you know, the back end working well. Um, and, and then I think no matter what they do offensively, I think they'll be able to grind it out. Look, I, I don't know if there's a magic wand. I think Sean Payton is one of these 
great offensive innovators in recent NFL history. But I don't know if he has a magic wand that can make the offense good. I mean, they're so depleted on the offensive line. The, the wide receiver position and the pass catcher position, if I lump in tight ends too, has been a major letdown this season. And while I like Taysom and appreciate the physicality and the maturity that he has and, and understanding not turning the ball over wins games, there are limitations to what he can do. So I don't know if Sean Payton can draw up a game plan where we see Taysom in this offense you know, outscore somebody in a massive way. I think the recipe to success is what we've seen in recent weeks. The defense has to play at a championship level, which is almost unfair to ask them to do, but it's what they have to do. And the offense needs to not turn the ball over. When Taysom doesn't turn the ball over, they have a chance to play, keep away, if you will, control the game and win ugly. So we, we, I know what the blueprint is. And I think they can do it against an Atlanta team that I don't think is great, but I certainly think is going to have a little bit of a chip on its shoulder. Fletcher Mackle is our guest. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, also Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and don't forget about the Hideout Bar. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. You need help? You need air conditioning help, heating help? You're looking for that standby generator for your home? Burkhardt Burkhard is the company for you. With Again, uh, with Nate certified technicians, the highest certification you get in the industry and truly a company can trust it's Burkhart that's acpromise.com acpromise.com it's a very Carrie Christmas. You could win Carrie Underwood's holiday album, My Gift Special Edition on vinyl, plus a new record player to listen in classic style. Daily winners will also qualify for a trip or two to Las Vegas to see Carrie Underwood Reflection, the Las Vegas residency at Resorts World in 2022, including air, hotel, and tickets to the show. Listen weekdays for the national text keyword for your chance to win a very Carrie Christmas. Prizes provided by Capitol Records and AEG Presents. This report is sponsored by Macy's. Macy's One Day's sale starts tomorrow with great deals of the day on coats and jackets and the perfect winter boots and shoes even travel ready luggage sets and get contact free curbside pickup or pick up in store today at macy's look out for delays that are heavy if you're traveling eastbound along the west bank expressway the crescent city connection and the pontchartrain expressway from stumpf boulevard to the o'keefe howard avenue exit look out for delays on the pontchartrain expressway going westbound from the claiborne Earhart exit to the st charles carondelet exit if you're traveling westbound along the west bank expressway your delays are steady from just past ames boulevard to avondale delays are heavy on 10 eastbound from just past elysian fields to the high rise on the 610 on the westbound side your delays are solid from elysian fields to the 10610 merge. And also be mindful of an accident on Chef just eastbound at Jordan Road. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. 
Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Bobby Iver's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miata Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMiatInsAgency.com. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and of course, uh, Old New Orleans Cookery, as well as the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. Get out there and enjoy a great meal or a fantastic cocktail at one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Fletcher back on Channel 6 Sports with us for a few more minutes. Let's shift to the Pelicans. Uh, it was announced yesterday that Zion will be, uh, uh, will be rehabbing his, uh, his injured foot. It'll be in Portland. Uh, and uh, there are some that are trying to make a, a, a story out of this. I'll tell you right now, I have no issue with it. If you, can, if you can set him up with, again, the best in the business to be able to, again, rehab him and get him back on the court, I have no issue with that. Just like I have no issue with, again, a player ultimately choosing uh, the surgeon they want to they use for an injury that they have. Uh, to me, it's a non-story. What are your thoughts? So I don't know if it's as black and white as a non-story for me. Um, and the reason why I say it is this. If they had handled it in a different way, up front saying, look, he had foot surgery. We don't know the timetable. It's an unfortunate injury that he suffered this summer. He was looking forward to getting on the court and having another all-star year. It's really terrible and unfortunate. We can't set a timeline. It's just going to be surgery and rehab. And if Zion would have said those things, I would have been okay with it. But this kind of fake kumbaya that they had and it almost pointing the finger at the media of he'll be back on opening night. And then since then, we haven't heard anything. Zion doesn't talk to the media because, look, injured players don't have to talk to the media. But he knows who and what he is. And, and he knows the, the speculation will run rampant. I mean, he and his, his, his team and his stepfather are very in tune with what is said and done and how things work. 
And, and team executive vice president David Griffin is is smart and media savvy as an executive as you will meet anywhere in sports. So if they had handled it the right way on the front end, I would say it's not a big deal. The fact that it has been I, I, coy comments, I don't want to use the word deception, but borderline deception. It is deception. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, so therefore now it, it just leads to the narrative. Is he unhappy? Does he want to be here? Does he really not trust Aaron mm-hmm. Nelson and the training staff or the team doctors? What's wrong and why is this? Because if it would have been something that they would have been open and transparent about from day one, but I do think it goes back to the seeds of his rookie season, you know, a, a distrust with how he was handled uh, with the knee injury, the, 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 the burst, um, the limited minutes. Uh, obviously, he is not in tune with the, the, the Pelican vice president of, of wellness and performance, Aaron Nelson, who is a renowned trainer in the NBA. Sure. Go ask Steve Nash and Shaq and Grant Hill and guys that mm-hmm. say he saved their careers. But obviously, Zion doesn't believe or trust in this staff. Again, I, I just don't know if it's, if it's one of these things of if Brandon Ingram, who I feel like is a super laid back, super transparent, super open guy, had an injury and said, I just want to go to my guy on the West Coast, I think that would be okay. If, if we had, you know, if Drew Brees, when he hurt his thumb, spent time, not if, he did it when he injured his thumb, he stayed in L.A., to work in rehab for a few weeks with the doctor right. who performed the surgery because he was a hand specialist. I don't think anybody's questioning Drew Brees' commitment to the, the organization, the city, or the team. And Drew Brees also talked about it and tweeted about it and, and was giving updates on it. So were Sean Payton and other people as well. This, if it was just as black and white, is Zion's been amazing since he got here. He and the team are all good. Everything's fine. We don't hear anything. Then I would say, you're right, Eric. It's no big deal. But I don't think that's the case. I think that I think that there are major concerns about Zion's health going forward. I think that he and his family and his camp have laid that on this organization, be it fair or unfair. And now they are hoping that, I assume, people connected to Nike um, can rebuild him in a way that is sustainable for his long-term career. Because Nike has a lot invested in him. He's still a young man who could mm-hmm. do amazing historic things in the NBA. But I don't think it's no big deal, a non-story, because even if they get him back and, and they do something different in his rehab that New Orleans didn't do, he's still going to come back here and he's still not going to trust his training staff and he still may not trust his front office. So I don't think it's just a non-story. I certainly think it's something to continue following. But again, we can create our own narrative because no one out there is forthcoming with truthful information about what is going on, what they're doing, how or why. And look, they don't have to be, but it just leads to rampant speculation and a lot of negativity when you're 13 and 25 overall. And, and also, again, the, the fact that most people don't trust David Griffin anymore. And that just, again, that, that he has not garnered that trust back from the fan base in, in a lot of cases and, 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 and also the media in some cases. Yeah, and look, and here's the thing. I find that there's blame to be laid on both sides. Do I think David Griffin made some really bad mistakes when he got here? Absolutely. Do I understand what he was doing? Sure, I understand the moves he made. They didn't work. They were bad moves. Do I think he finally got it right in, in year three with Valanciunas and Willie Green at head coach and in and, and the moves he made? Yes. Herb Jones? Yes. Is it maybe too little too late with Zion? Has, has, the, has the trust 
between Zion and Griffin eroded to the point of being unfixable, I think that could potentially be the case where we're getting to a point of one of them is going to have to go. I don't know if I thought this was the year they could have repaired it, that, hey, look, there were major missteps by this organization. But now I think some of the missteps are being made by Zion. So I think there's blame to go around. Maybe it's 60-40, 60 on the organization, 40 on Zion. But I think there's a lot of dirty hands in what could have been an amazing situation and is now looking like something that is, is going the wrong way fast. I thought this would be the year that maybe they could repair it. Um, I, I don't know if, if, if you're going to see them long-term here in New Orleans. You may see one of them long-term in New Orleans. Right. You may not see the other one. So I just don't know. But I would say that, yes, David Griffin has made mistakes and, and has said things that have come back to bite him. But I also think the way Zion has acted and, and, you know, failure to stay in shape, failure to be a professional, failure to take it seriously, even though he's a great young man. It's just at 21 years old, he doesn't seem to, one, have the, the killer instinct and drive that, that I want to be the greatest like Jordan or Kobe sure. or, you know, other athletes we see. And then, two, the professionalism to understand that this isn't – you're not in college anymore where you take the summer off and go eat pizza and drink beer with your buddies. This is a profession now where it's, it's 365, and you've got to work at it all the time. And I do think he'll get there. And I do think David Griffin is a smart executive. I just don't know if it's going to cross paths and they're going to find that synergy that we'd hoped for in 2009. I think too many mistakes have been made. Um, so I'm curious to see how they go forward when this season ends. Is Griffin here? Is Zion back? Does Zion demand a trade? Does he have trade worth? Uh, again, it's going to be an interesting offseason. Always a pleasure, Fletch. Thanks so much for joining us at FletcherWDSU on Twitter. Appreciate your time, my friend. All right, Eric. Thank you. Fletcher Mackle, Channel 6 Sports. We'll be right back. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. And why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton. For punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10 better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. 
Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Hi, Eric Asher, once again, talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable, and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhart will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning. It's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. This ad was paid for by McClenny Mosley and Associates, 1820 St. Charles Avenue, Suite 110, New Orleans, L.A. Was your home damaged from the weather or a recent storm? Is your insurance company dragging their feet on getting you the money and help you need? Were you underpaid or denied on previous insurance claims? If this sounds like you, then listen carefully because we can help. We understand filing an insurance claim can be a very confusing and time-consuming process, and we don't want the insurance company to underpay you. Water damage, roof leaks, drain lines, wind, it doesn't matter if it's large or small. Let our dedicated team of experienced attorneys handle your insurance claims. We represent you, not the insurance company. So call us today at 800-820-6459 and find out how we can help you. You wouldn't go to court without an attorney, so don't try and fight the insurance company without a professional on your side. You'll pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. Time is limited to file a claim, so call us at 800-820-6459. That's 800-820-6459. 6459 Again, 800-820-6459. If you're looking for a local professional Louisiana contractor who has thousands of squares of material in stock right in our Luling warehouse, you have found him. We can get the material out to the job and we can get the job done. Han Roofing refuses to use the cheapest products they can find. Why would anyone want to shop for the cheapest price for their insurance company? Call Han Roofing today. The number is 504-737-2228. 504-737-2228. I want to thank Fletcher Mackel for joining us on the program. Don't forget again uh, about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If your AC breaks down, if you need help with your heating system, uh, think Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. Get out there and enjoy a drink or a uh, meal at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Cafe Heaven Commons may cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, ringing in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. Causeway I-10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. 
Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. inside New Orleans. Thanks so much for being there. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Don't forget about the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app. Great way to take the show with you anywhere. Also, Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor is our home base for all podcasting platforms. And, of course, you can always check us out um, on TV as well on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports uh, we had our broadcast this afternoon on WLAE TV every Thursday at 1 p.m. Uh, it's also live streaming on the WLAE TV YouTube page. Your first chance to be able to catch the program on the rebroadcast is uh, 6 p.m. on WLAE TV tonight, 10 o'clock on the Deuce, WLAE TV 2. Then Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce. 
We finish up at Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Our guest this week, award-winning journalist Les East, joined us from CrestedSports.com. And, of course, you can check that out also on the WLETV YouTube page, EricAsher.com, and our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, I want to thank Fletcher Mack for joining us on hour number one. Hour number two, Ross Jackson will join us in about two minutes uh, from Locked on Saints podcast. That'll be followed by Ali Cassell of, again, The Bird Rights. And don't forget, this program today is brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, The Hideout Bar, and Bobby A. Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted number one restaurant by, in Metairie by TripAdvisor. Get on down there and enjoy a great meal. But I'm telling you right now, folks, a great place to get some amazing cocktails, incredible beer selection. And when I say TVs everywhere, TVs everywhere. Over 30 screens. Uh, even in the restrooms, there are TVs. You'll never miss a play. And, of course, if you love memorabilia like I do, uh, you'll love Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Yes, Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant is unique. They're open seven days a week. Lunch and dinner, 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. It's Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant. So good. Part of the Oceana family of restaurants. Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, the Hideout Bar, and Bobby Bear's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant. Folks, I'm telling you right now, uh, open seven days a week, open late. I don't want to hear any complaints about you can't get a, a late meal in New Orleans. Oceana's family of restaurants always open for you. All right, um, let's head to the guest line. Let's talk a little Saints. Big, big week, obviously, for the Saints and Saints fans. As Again, the Saints take on the Dirty Birds in Atlanta with a lot on the line. Saints have an opportunity to get a winning season, uh, possibly, again, a playoff berth, depending on what happens on the West Coast with the Los Angeles Rams and the San Francisco 49ers. But in, in a year where, again, there's been more adversity than I've ever seen in the history of this, uh, this um, organization, and I've seen every game since 67, uh, this one kind of takes the cake. Breaking it down for us, one of the best we have, Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints podcast. Ross, how are you, buddy? Hey, buddy. Doing just fine. Doing just fine. Always a pleasure to be here with you. Thanks for having me back. Well, thank you. Uh, first of all, uh, it's been the kind of the theme we've talked about all week long because, again, when you really start to break it down, and I put it on paper as I was preparing for the show on Monday, all the adversity this team has had to go through and to still be in the position they are uh, to, to, to have a chance to be able to get a winning season and possibly get into the playoffs. It's, it's absolutely amazing. It really is. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, you know, we can sit here and recount all, all of the things, but, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's remarkable the amount of things they've gone through. And I think that what it teaches you and what you kind of learn from it all is the importance of culture being cultivated within that 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 you know the facility within this the superdome within that organization right to where you're seeing a team that maintains a winning uh you know a, a winning identity a, a a winning culture uh and and is one that is always going to go out there and be competitive i mean you know a five game losing streak alone and being down to your fourth string quarterback at another point those are both big-time ingredients for a recipe of a team giving up, and you didn't see that from the New Orleans Saints. And now here we are talking about them one win and a little bit of help away and not help that is too far from reality at, at that, right? The Rams over the San Francisco 49ers is not a big ask, especially with the NFC West still hanging in the balance for the Rams. This is a really, really remarkable situation that the New Orleans Saints have ended up fighting themselves into here with one game left to go in the season. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. Now, again, the health of the team obviously is, is going to be huge. Mark Ingram was downgraded today, uh, whether he was limited yesterday. But, again, it, there, there could be a possibility they could get Ryan Ramshack. Talk about the injuries and, and the expectations on maybe getting some of these players back. It may just be for one game. It may be for one game and then a chance to be able to get into the uh, postseason. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, look, it, it, you know, the sooner that you can get these guys back, the better, you know, especially considering that base of the playoffs. For the Saints, I mean, this is a this is a playoff style game for them, right? If they if they lose, then they are out. So they're going to want to get as much talent out on the field as possible. You'd love to see them get both Teron Armstead and Ryan Ramchick back this week. You've got good news with Ryan Ramchick being limited mm-hmm. both Wednesday and Thursday, trying to battle back from his knee injury after coming off of the COVID reserve list would be an absolute phenomenal piece to have him back in that offense, along with Eric McCoy, who will be back off that. They activated him off the COVID reserve list on Saturday with the hopes that, you know, maybe he might be able to test in on Sunday. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. But it does mean that he is back with the team this week, assuming that he has, you know, received his negative test by then, which seems likely. And so, you know, with uh, Ryan Ramchek looking like he's trending in the right direction, you'd love to get Teron Armstead back on the other side as well. But even if you just get one of those guys back, it's, it's a huge deal compounded with getting Eric McCoy back for this week as well. Davenport has been huge for this team opposite uh, Cam Jordan, who's been, again, playing lights out uh, since he came back from COVID. He was listed on the DNP list. He's had an ongoing nagging injury. Is that? Do you think that that's just, again, letting him have the rest, getting and then having him ready for, for Sunday? Or, again, should, should Saints fans fear that Davenport might miss another game? I, it, it's it's a little bit of both for me. Um, I could see it go either way. The, the, the thing that I point to, though, is that what Marcus Edenport has been on the injury report for over the past few weeks that he's been battling through is a shoulder injury. Right now he's listed with an ankle injury on the injury report, and that might be the reason that things have kind of slowed down for him in terms of going into you know that did not participate category for both Wednesday and Thursday. So Friday will be very telling. Um, even if he doesn't practice or if he's limited on Friday, big thing is going to be the game status. Is he questionable? He would be you know an, another big piece in, in the trenches for the Saints, but this time over on the defensive side because of what he what he brings you. I mean, as somebody that can generate a pass rush himself, but that can also be such an effective run stopper and has been such a great compliment to Cam Jordan. I mean, you talked to Cam Jordan about you know his lights-out performance over these last three games in which he's compiled seven-and-a-half sacks and 11-and-a-half since week seven, and he contributes a lot of it to having you know the rest of the D-line back and healthy. Marcus Davenport getting David Onyemata back partway through the season, all of that. So you wonder if if you don't have Marcus Davenport going into this game, how it potentially impacts the entire defensive line's ability to be effective. But at least they have a familiar opponent in front of them, guys like Caleb McGarry, guys like mm-hmm. Jake Matthews on the uh, on the edge for um, for Atlanta's offensive line. You're familiar with them, and it gives you at least a little bit of a leaning edge in that way as an attacking pass rusher. Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints podcast, is our guest. Ross, you know uh, this is one of those game, one of those rivalries where again you could say it's a true college type rivalry. We don't see a lot of those in the NFL. Uh, this is one, and look, it seems like it's been passed down from Saints generation to Saints generation. I'm talking about within that building. Um, what do you think is going to happen this weekend? Is is this a situation where Atlanta is looking forward to getting to going on vacation, or are they looking forward to maybe again hoping that uh, you know making sure the Saints go on vacation with them? <laughs> yeah, no, look, I, I think the, the Atlanta Falcons would love nothing more in this situation than to play spoiler to the New Orleans Saints. And, you know, I, I think that the Atlanta Falcons are going to want to come in and 
and and be able to compete, right? And and just like any NFL team would, but you know, you reference that rivalry between these two teams, and it, it is one that runs deep, as you observed. And it is a um, it, I, I don't think that a lot of NFL teams are okay just kind of laying down at the end of a season, you know. And so I think that when you have already a competitive mentality within a, an NFL franchise, and now you have these backloaded divisional schedules towards the end of the year for everyone across the NFL. They're all divisional games this week. It really, you know, kind of heightens the importance of this. And especially knowing that the Atlanta Falcons could be the team to kind of put the kibosh on the new Orleans saints kind of miracle run to the playoffs here. I think they would very much play with that in mind, but I think the new Orleans saints, you know, have just as much charge knowing what they have to gain from a win being fueled also by that rivalry. And I think New Orleans Saints fans are going to travel pretty well to Atlanta as well, which yeah. I think will make a, a bit of an impact in this one. Which is kind of old school, Ross. I mean, you know, again, mm-hmm. for a look, when I was coming up, we made the pilgrimage to Atlanta. You got on the yep. bus. You got on the train. You took, a, again, you got in a van with buddies, or, again, uh, you took a flight up there. Uh, it's kind of waned in recent years. Not as many, again, you know, the, the, the Atlanta traveling to here and, and, of course, New Orleans traveling to Atlanta. I think this is one where you'll see a lot of Saints fans making that move over there. So I agree with you 100%. Yeah, I think that's going to be huge. I mean, you look at what both of these teams have to gain in terms of one playing spoiler, another one keeping their playoff hopes alive, the rivalry that's there, this being the end of the season, wanting to end on a good note. One of the things that's going to be a contributing factor to or potentially a deciding factor in terms of an additional element that could impact this game is the home team. But the Saints and the Saints fans and the Huda Nation, they really have an opportunity here potentially to kind of turn the tide of that even though this game will be played in Atlanta. If enough of those Saints fans end up making a travel, it doesn't take a lot of them to make a lot of noise. You know what I mean? And so I sure. think that, uh, that that could end up being something that helps to flip another element of this into the Saints' favor. Give me the offensive game plan for Sean Payton. How does he defeat the Atlanta Falcons? I think it's about grinding. I think this is a grinded-out type of victory for the New Orleans Saints, and they're perfectly comfortable there. They, they've been there for the past few weeks, and you know they did it against Tampa Bay. They did it in, in essence against the uh, – Carolina Panthers maintaining in the run game. So I think that that's what this offense does. And I think that they won't be shy in terms of attacking through the air where they find that the opportunities are there. But, you know, Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill, we'll see what happens with Mark Ingram's status, him being downgraded to to DNP this week. Um, But I think that even just with Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill, this becomes a a grinded-out win with defense and win by controlling the clock in the run game. Um, in this one, especially if you get that offensive line even just two-fifths healthier. uh, healthier. It was unusual to see Matt Ryan to be as mobile as he was in game one and to be as much of a factor. I'm not trying to downplay what he did. It's just how he Mm -hmm. did it. Uh, What what, uh, adjustments do the Saints making to, again, contain him, make him a pocket passer, put that pressure on him, and, of course, what they'll do on the second and third levels to try to get this win? Uh, I think the second and third levels are are a big focus and a big piece of what ends up changing the tide of exactly that in this game. I I think you'll see the Saints, you know, of of course, be a little bit more impactful in the in the pass rush game. David Onyemata, you know, getting his legs up under him and, you know, putting together quite a few pressures in these last couple of weeks. Saints getting seven sacks last week against Carolina. I think they're ready to roll and I think that they're ready to go after a. Uh, you know, a, a formidable opponent, but one that they're they're familiar with. You know, Cam Jordan has the sack record for uh, most sacks by a single defender on an individual quarterback in NFL history, and that's on Matt Ryan with 22 career sacks. 
And so, you know, I, I think that they're going to be ready to do that. And so I, I think that the, the pass rush over pursuit issues that you saw, a little bit of miscommunication, inability to be able to really cleanly run stunts and twists and things like that that you saw early on in the season, miscommunication issues early on in the season in that Week 7 matchup, I think you see a lot of that fade away as the Saints have become a little bit more polished in terms of their ability to operate on the defensive line here later toward the season. But then I also look at that second and third level the ability to be able to manufacture pressure with guys like C.J. Gardner-Johnson, for instance. We saw P.J. Williams do it last week. He unfortunately had to leave that game with an injury, but he had the big sack and fumble that he forced on Sam Darnold. I think that additional pressure that the Saints and Dennis Allen are able to manufacture because of how well these cornerbacks in the secondary and these linebackers have been covering here recently, I think that becomes a big piece to that conversation as well. Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints podcast. Our guest, hey, folks, don't forget about my friends at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. They're open late, seven days a week, serving lunch and dinner. You can come on in and get an extraordinary cocktail. And, again, the Cajun Creole cuisine is at its finest. Uh, you can dine in one of their beautiful dining rooms that overlook Bourbon Street with these beautiful picture windows. Again, how about their beautiful courtyard? The second and third levels, uh, they have Bourbon Street balconies for you. Not one, but two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms, with a private restroom to have your next event or to dine in. You can bring your family of friends for a wonderful dining experience at Old New Orleans Cookery, which is perfect for, any, again, any type, of, any, any type of night, whether it's date night or, again, maybe you're trying to close that deal. Um, order online at, for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. Ross, I'd like to ask you about some individual players as we've gone forward. I really felt like, again, watching Ruiz this year, that he's kind of been exposed, not having Ramshack next to him, uh, and, and I expected more out of him. We haven't seen that. He's a guy that was drafted as a as a uh, uh, center that was moved to guard, unlike McCoy that was a guard that was drafted as a guard and moved to center. When, when you break down the film, what are you seeing out of Cesar Ruiz? Yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, there's been a lot of up and down for sure. I mean, you've seen some games where he has some, you know, actually pretty good performances. I think he performed pretty well against Carolina last week. But you've also seen some issues in communication and things like that. I mean, he's allowed uh, five sacks so far this season and given up a total of about 30 pressures or so. Pro Football Focus has his pass rushing, uh, pass blocking efficiency. I think it's around 96 percent or so and that that's a pretty big drop i mean you want to be hovering around sort of that 98 to 100 area honestly and so i think that you know you you've seen a little bit in terms of you know some of the moments where he's looked a little lost on plays and stuff and i'm always curious about how much of that is either a processing issue or how much of it is just simply a miscommunication issue with so many changes at quarterback so many changes that on the offensive line where a lot of that sort of assignment uh, building would happen in terms of who is whose responsibility, where is pressure coming from, all of that. So a lot of different factors to kind of factor in, but you know, you, you, he, he has been sort of the, the one lone starter at, uh, on the offensive line right. that's been available for the team, you know, and so uh, I think that he has been the one that has sort of suffered a little bit based upon all of the shuffling of the offensive line and the, uh, and the quarterback, but you know, you still want to see a little bit of a boost for him moving forward, especially as that offensive line gets healthier. And maybe that's why the expectations are higher because he is, again, the returning starter when you start looking at it for the most part where they get so many injuries along that offensive line. Another guy is Pete Werner, who, again, seems to have come on. Uh, again, we knew, again, that what, what he was at Ohio State in terms of a tackling machine. When he has gotten his opportunities, uh, again, it looks like, again, uh, he's really, really played well. I was impressed with him in the Miami game especially. Your thoughts on his maturation process? Yeah, look, I think that Miami game <laughs> – I think that that game ended up showing you exactly what he has the potential to be because 
for him to step in into, you know, a week 16 game, his rookie year, and don't be wrong, he's gotten a considerable amount of snaps so far this season. He's been on the field for over 380 snaps this season, which is great, you know, in terms of rotational and things like that. But he's only had, up until that performance, up until that game, uh, I think it's four, four, yeah, four games over 40 snaps, maybe only three games over 40 snaps. Mm-hmm. And so for him right. to walk into that, play 65 snaps on defense and call the defense, make the calls, run the communication, have the green dot or the communication piece in his helmet and disseminate all of that information, get the defense set up. I thought he, and, and make all the plays that he also made in that game. I mean, I, I thought he did a, a fabulous job there um you know six tackles in that game i mean he ended up leading the team in terms of in terms of lone tackles um i i think that he has a very very bright future in new orleans and i, I mean you know look he's also learning behind demario davis he's learning behind sure. Quan alexander i mean he's learning behind some really really good talent there but you know it also just goes to show the the ability of guys like dennis allen and michael hodges the coaching staff to coach these guys up as quickly as they have. So I'm really was impressed with Pete Werner, what he did in that game. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he does as his future continues. It's a question I get every day. It's a question I know you get every day. What do you think of the future of Taysom Hill in New Orleans? Is it the Jack of all trades guy or will he be the backup? Yeah, look, I think here's what I can say for sure. And it's hard, you know, to talk, to talk about Taysom Hill because you want to give him the respect that he deserves as a quarterback that's come in and, you know, led winning seasons. I mean, went, led, you know, winning series and, and won games. But at the same time, there are some of the things that you see that, you know, do give you a little bit of pause, you know, processing speed, um, excuse me, processing speed. Uh, his running speed is fine. <laughs> no issues there. Uh, his ability right. as a runner and, you know, and, and being a mobile quarterback, I mean, all of that definitely makes him special. Like those are the things that make Taysom Hill a, a viable candidate. And so the way that I say it is that he, he deserves to be in the conversation again this offseason, depending upon how aggressive the Saints are at the position, right? If the Saints are, you know, aggressive enough to the point where they go out and they make a, you know, they pull off some big trade to bring in a quarterback that's perhaps done with the franchise that they're with, then, you know, if they're giving up assets for a quarterback, then very likely that quarterback is starting. But if you're in a situation where you have, you know, if you're back to Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston again, I see no problem with having the competition all over again because I think it just makes both of those players better to compete with one another and to enter the season having won their role, you know. And so uh, yes. I, I think that Taysom deserves the opportunity to continue to compete. I think the contract that he was given signifies that they're always going to, you know, sort of consider him somebody that should be in that conversation but without making the promise that he'll be that guy, which I think was a very smart decision by the Saints. And we know Taysom Hill, right? Whatever he's asked to do, he's going to go out on that field and he's going to do to it to the best of his ability, and that's one of the things you'll love about him. Ross, who do you like this weekend between the Saints and, and the Atlanta Falcons? As much as I love the fact that Atlanta is probably going to be you know, completely charged and have this feeling that they can come in and play spoiler to the New Orleans Saints, I simply think that the New Orleans Saints want this game more. And I think that they have been through so much this offseason, and here they are with the ability to play themselves into the playoffs, right, in terms of what they have control over. We'll see what happens with the Los Angeles Rams and San Francisco 49ers, but I simply think the New Orleans Saints have more want in this game and have the ability to be able to win. So I think it's going to be a close one. I I wouldn't be surprised to see this a a, a three- or four-point victory, uh, but I think it's going to be a tightly contested game, but I do think that the Saints come out on the right end of this and uh, keep their playoff hopes alive in terms of what they can control. Ross, tell us about the podcast, what you have coming up for us, and how folks can follow you on social media. 
Absolutely. Hey, always a pleasure to be here with you, first and foremost. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, as always, for having me on. Um, the Locked on Saints podcast you can find on all your favorite podcast providers as well as on YouTube as well every Monday through Friday, brand new episodes every morning. And, uh, you know, making sure that you've got everything that you need and keep you up to date with the New Orleans Saints in a quick bite-sized 25 to 30-minute episode time so you can hit it up in your commute or whatever it is that you're going on throughout the day. Today we had our uh, crossover, myself and Aaron Freeman, host of Locked on Falcons, breaking down the game. Tomorrow we're building the game plan. We're going to build it down from offensive and defensive game plan, tell you what the New Orleans Saints need to build in order to win in terms of game script and play flow. So it's going to be a lot of fun in tomorrow's episode. Uh, that'll be up in the morning. And, and, of course, you can always follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, NOLA, N-O-L-A, for everything in between. Keep up the fantastic work, my friend. Love having you on the program. We'll talk soon. Such a pleasure. I'll be seeing you soon. Stay safe. Take care now. You too, my friend. All right, Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast. Does a great job breaking it down. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, especially when you're in the market for a generator for your home or your business. You know, they're the generator experts. When it, come, when it comes to your generator, again, not only can they service that generator for you, they can do a single-day install. They'll come down, sit down with you, and, uh, and they'll do a consultation. Not trying to sell you anything, just give you your options in terms of, again, uh, the size of the generator you need for your home or your business. After you come to a, a, an agreement, they put you on the calendar for a single-day install. You can finance that over time uh, with, with, uh, with generators with Burkhardt. And, of course, don't forget about that new install quality check after one month. It's what Burkhardt does for everything, everything that they, they um, install. It's part of their customer service pledge. And then when it comes to service, well, you know about Burkhardt, the service, world-class service, 24-7, 365 emergency service when it comes to your generator. And, of course, the warehouse is fully stocked with all the parts you need for your generator. So there are never any excuses. They'll get you up and running. And if you need service, they're there for you. If you have a generator service, in, uh, in the last storm season and you utilized over 100 hours and you know you did, right? You got to get it serviced by a professional. Let Burkhardt do that for you. You want to let Burkhardt be your go-to company for all your needs. AC, heating, generator, and of course that APCO whole home treatment system as well as let your electrical needs. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. ACpromise.com. ACpromise.com. Inside New Orleans. If it's New Orleans sports, culture, food, Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Macy's. Macy's one-day sale starts tomorrow with great deals of the day on coats and jackets and the perfect winter boots and shoes, even travel-ready luggage sets. And get contact-free curbside pickup or pick up in store today at Macy's. Delays remain heavy if you're traveling along the eastbound side of the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway from Stumpf Boulevard to the O'Keeffe Howard Avenue exit. If you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway, delays are steady from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway from just before Barataria Boulevard to Avondale. In the meantime, look out for delays that are steady if you're traveling along 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. On the 610 on the east Eastbound side, your delays are steady from before St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. Also look out for delays on 10 eastbound right at Williams. And look out for an accident that's blocking two right lanes right at Chef at Jordan Road. I'm Ed Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. 
On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Hi, Eric Asher, once again, talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable, and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhart will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning. It's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon and Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends at Mambo's. That's right, Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. I'm telling you, just incredible what the Bader brothers have done. And I, tell this, I love telling this story because it's a great story. Because, again, I, I, I was constantly hearing about the strip club that was giving all kind of problems on Bourbon Street. You know, ATC going in and closing down the strip club. Finally, they close it down for good. What do the Bader brothers do? They take that opportunity to go in, and uh, they, they – Build out a brand new restaurant. Totally renovate the restaurant from top to bottom. Three floors of now is the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Uh, and, of course, they're fantastic Cajun Creole cuisine. A great menu there. And then, of course, magnificent cocktails with some fantastic mixologists. And you could get, you get fantastic mixologists at every single um, a member of the Oceana family of restaurants. And then, of course, in the style of what the Bader Brothers do with their restaurants, you have a beautiful courtyard in which you can dine and have cocktails. And, of course, also a Bourbon Street balcony. Uh, if you want to uh, dine on the first floor, you, can, you have these beautiful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. It's amazing. Uh, and then you could go and experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. That's right. That, they, again, it took them forever to be able to get that, uh, that done through the city, but they got it done. And again, boy, I tell you what, you'll be so happy you go up there and check out the sight lines. You've never seen anything like it. Uh, it's a perfect uh, place to be able to go out and enjoy a night out with friends, maybe a romantic getaway, uh, maybe your next event, or again, just a delicious meal with your family. 
At Mambo's, they serve lunch and dinner seven days a week. You can order online at mambonola.com. And, of course, when you finish up, right next door is the Hideout Bar. Uh, great food, drinks, live music in a, in a, with an authentic French Quarter uh, setting. Uh, just a fantastic night right there uh, in, in the 400 block of Bourbon Street. It's Mambo's and, of course, the Hideout Bar. Get out there and enjoy a great meal and a great time at Mambo's and, of course, the Hideout Bar, all part of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right, I want to thank Ross Jackson for joining us on the program. We turn our attention to basketball and the New Orleans Pelicans. Our good friend Ali Gassell of the Bird Rights joins us on the program uh, to break it all down for us. Ali, Happy New Year, my friend. How are you? Happy New Year to you too, Eric, and I'm doing great. Thank you. Good to have you. Ali, let's, let's start off with, again, the, um, uh, the, the statement that was put out yesterday uh, by, 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 the, by the Pelicans. First time again, Zion, even, even though he didn't speak, again, there was obviously, again, there was a quote in there in the statement. A lot of people are, ups- are, are upset or trying to make a story out of the fact that he is rehabbing uh, in, in, uh, in Portland. I'll say this. I don't have an issue with it. I told this to Fletcher Backle earlier in the show. You know, again, if, if the best rehab that he can get, uh, hands-on, getting trainers to get him back and get him 100% is in Portland, I have no problem with him being in Portland. What are your thoughts? As usual, Eric, we agree. Uh, yeah, initially that was my reaction when I saw basically the rest of social media exploding negatively, uh, thinking, oh, boy, what's, what's this mean? No, th- this this was kind of um, coming because we had noticed that Zion hasn't been around the team since he got that injection. Actually, he, he uh, disappeared about a few days before then. So we kind of heard the rumors that he was definitely working on himself, but it's been away from the team. Of course, he hasn't been at practice in the facility and such. So this is this is good confirmation for me because look, they've got to try something and find something that works. Um, whether it's, it's to do the um, get some kind of tests that reveal maybe something, uh, pointing out a different way for him to rehab, whatever it is, you just feel confident that especially if he's at Nike. But either way, I know that he's supposedly going where there's a lot better resources, right? And let's face it. Not every NBA team um, has the elite equipment for every single type of injury or the best minds, right, to focus on it. So, no, I took this as a positive. Um, Like I said, he was supposed to be there for the first day of the the regular season to start this campaign, and he wasn't. And now we're, what, 77 games in, and there's still no concrete timetable for his return. So I hope they exhaust every single possible resource in getting him back to 100%. Now, there is some criticism should he have spoken from this at this point to, to to the media? Spoke to him about the issues. That again, is it is it in the best interest of the club and Zion to do things again through media releases uh, rather than again put him in front of the um, put him in front of uh, of media members? Or again, look, my, my thought was put him in, uh, put him on a show. We see it all the time. You know, he'll he'll call into a, a radio show or a television show and to be able to get the word out that way. What, what do you? Uh, is it good enough to be able to put out a statement like that? Uh, that's where I'm, I'm a little mixed. Um, but I'll be honest with you. We're so deep into this now that putting him in front of a camera isn't going to elicit any kind of warm feelings among the majority, right, of the fan base or the media, uh, simply because of how long this process has been going on. Uh, and, you know, so he's going to get if, if questions come his way. It, it, they're not going to be pleasant. Um, but either way, they, they just I know that this fan base isn't going to be um, satisfied with whatever he has to say. So I think it's honestly at this point, it's best to put in a press release. But that goes back to the mistakes that were made earlier. 
Why we, haven't we seen or heard from him along maybe the steps of the way? I think that would have probably made you know, the fan base more sympathetic right, to what he's going through, which I'm hearing is it's actually been quite difficult on him. I know he had mentioned that in a press release, but I've heard stories where he was sitting on the bench prior to getting that shot, and he was hearing it some nights, Eric, a lot of unpleasantries, and I, I can't blame him for not wanting to kind of be around that situation. So when the Pelicans said it's best for him to go uh, rehab somewhere else, but also for focus purposes, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. I, you know, again, look, uh, I thought they botched it from day one, and, and that was part yeah. of the issue here. And, 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 again, I don't know how savvy they are in terms of, again, maybe, uh, uh, you know, trying, trying to, you know, work this back so, again, that it, that it turns out in their favor. We'll see how that plays out. But I get the feeling, and, look, I'm not trying to be negative towards Zion, uh, but, but I get the feeling that, you know, the fan base has kind of moved on. I mean, they want him here. They want to see him. Obviously, he's a, he's a, he's a draw. They want him on the court. But it's been so much of, again, Zion out of sight, out of mind, that, again, that a lot of people concentrate on, again, on the team that's out there that's scrapping trying to win games right now. What, you, you're at the arena every night. You're talking to people every day. What, what are you hearing? Yeah, it started off at first as major um, anger, I would say. I, I think people were angry at, in the beginning, right? After sure. the opening game came and went and there was no Zion, or nor did we hear that he was coming back anytime soon, right? There was that slow ramp-up process, which he was, again, meeting a lot of the uh, checkpoints. Of course, we're, we're a ways away from that again. So, no, now people, it, the way you described in that first sentence, People have kind of moved on. That is the feeling I get. They're concentrating now on a team that's actually been playing well, right? Eric, over the last 19 games, they're 10 yes, and sir. 9. Um, after yeah. that horrible start, that's fantastic. And there's been a lot of great individual stories. So the way I'm looking at it is he's out of mind for right now, but I guarantee you when, when, if and when he comes back, once he starts putting up numbers, it'll all be forgotten, right? So it'll be almost like a reset button. I just hope it happens this season and not next year. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I, I agree with you. But look, that's another thing I've talked about on the program. The Pell hold the Pell's hold the cards here. They don't have to max, uh, you know, give him a super max deal at the end of this year. I mean, especially again being as often injured as he has. But there, he's a restricted free agent. They have the right uh, the following year to be able to match any offer he gets to keep him here uh, at that point. What do you think is going to happen here? I mean, do you anticipate him coming back? Is this a situation now where the Pels are between a rock and a hard place that they feel compelled to be able to try to extend him? How do you think this is going to work out, especially with all the injuries and, and all the backstories that have surrounded him since he's been here? Yeah, one way is to look at it is, well, they did it with Brandon Ingram. They didn't offer an extension, made him play, and then ended up rewarding them afterwards by giving him a max deal. I honestly don't think that's going to happen here. From everybody I've talked to, the feeling is that when the first, uh, at the first hour that they can sign him to that extension this coming summer, they're going to do that. So they're going to take a major risk on him being healthy, uh, largely healthy, for his upcoming wow. contract. Um, but look, Eric, it's almost, you know, I think it's a catch, you know, 22 here. I think the Pelicans are damned if they do, damned if they don't. And I think, mm-hmm. honestly, with how the relationship between he, he and especially his family and the organization has been kind of been bumpy. I think this is an opportunity for the Pelicans to kind of reach out their hand and smooth things over. And I think they're going to do just that. So like I said, they're going to take a gamble, but I, I fully expect them to get offered that max extension this summer as it stands. What, are the, what, are the, what does this team need now leading into the, the to the trading deadline? Guard play, Eric, boy, oh, boy, I want to see some guards. I mean, Devontae Graham is generally okay to good. Um, 
last game, boy, he kept the Pelicans in it against the Suns, almost helping them beat them um, with his outside shooting. But outside of him, it's been just one inconsistent mess. And I'll be honest with you, it's, it's been a major disappointment, really. David Griffin had hoped, McKeel, maybe Kyra Lewis, somebody would have grabbed the reins, right? They they were hoping and putting a lot of trust in these guys by moving on from Bledsoe and, of course, Lonzo Ball and just basically bringing in backups to fill in for them. Um, and it hasn't worked out. So I, I think that even if though Zion's going to be, you know, the major ball handler, we don't know when he's coming back. But moreover, you need to have backup plans and having somebody be able to facilitate the offense. And so now's a good time to strike. I'm sure there's going to be some sellers, some names available. And I think this Pelicans team, they still want to be buyers. So you should shore it up by grabbing in a guy that can help you win games down the stretch, right, in key moments. Because, again, the Pelicans were within two against the Suns, and you saw how they executed well, and the Pelicans fell flat on their faces. They need a guard that can dictate um, important stretches for them and just get somebody that's generally playable, right? I mean, Thomas Sadaransky and Garrett Temple, those guys just haven't worked out. Right. There's no doubt. Um, how quickly do you think this, this is? Do you think they're going to wait till the until the trading deadline to make a move, or do you think they'll, they're going to make a move before the February trading deadline? Well, I've heard they've, they've been exploring stuff now. Um, okay. I know that we had heard rumors a while ago that Jackson Hayes on a market, but I know that they were exploring possibly moving him and um, maybe Thomas Sadaransky now uh, for some help. And, you know, there's just not enough buyer or, excuse me, sellers out there right now. So I, I know that they've hit that snag. And I know a lot of teams right now want to add players, of course, because during COVID and, and all the issues that they're having with whether it's injuries, too, they sure. want to add players. So the Pelicans are going to be in a tough market. So even though I know that they're looking now, I don't expect them to make a move because it, it's just the way that there's too few sellers and too many buyers out there. So I expect maybe something might get done then by, you know, close to that deadline. Uh, was the first, second week of uh, February. Any any update on Brandon Ingram and the soreness within the Achilles? He says he's good to go. And I honestly thought he moved a lot better in that Phoenix game. The thing I, is, I he, so he just, he, he's such a rhythm player, so I didn't see it being anything related to his health for that, you know, to excuse his poor performance, his second really bad shooting performance. And then he, he like I said, he confirmed that in the post game. So now he should be good to go. It's just now how many games it's going to take for him, just like he did when he was returning from that hip, to get back into that groove uh, because the Pelicans need a minute. I noted it when, in my preview today. When the Pelicans don't have Brandon Ingram, they're 1-8 and eight on the season. When he shoots under 30%, they're on six. But when he has shot 35% or better, and that's not a high bar, they're 12 and 11. So it shows you how much they rely on him. They just need him to get back in that group. Are you surprised by, again, the struggles that Trey Murphy has had uh, simulating himself into the NBA? I am. I mean, this is a guy that didn't – it wasn't a one and done coming out of college. And he also spent a year in Virginia. And, and, you know, they're known for producing guys that are NBA ready. And everybody thought Trey Murphy was, and he looked the part summer league and in preseason we were talking to him in interviews everybody was noting how he not herb was a guy that seemed to be mature beyond his years but it hasn't worked out that way and i thought that he just got off to a rough start and then i saw his confidence starting getting affected out there and that's why i think he's been removed basically from the rotation for now last six or so weeks by willie green he's just going to have to find it and i think once he does then he'll start playing regularly but i'm kind of surprised it's taken this long yeah for sure on the other hand, 
How surprised are you that Herb Jones has played as well as he has? Look, I watched him in Alabama. I knew he was a good player. And, and of course, we know he's a coach's son. He's very smart. I just cannot believe how quickly he has assimilated himself into the NBA and been a, been a force on this team. I mean, look, he's flat out the best defender on the team. And, and then again, he does the little things that veterans do, and he's doing it as a rookie that hasn't even completed, completed his first year yet. And I didn't see that coming, did you? No, I think anyone that doesn't say they're shocked isn't being genuine. Look, I don't care that he's all SEC, and, and it was also all SEC on the defensive team as well. Trans, uh, go, go, making that leap from college to the NBA, and I don't care how many years you spent in, in the college ranks, it's a huge step. The lights are just really that much brighter. You're, you know, you're playing with NBA pros that you watch on TV all the time, right? There's a lot of mental hurdles to overcome. But nothing has phased Herb, and, and it's just been wild to see. He's exactly the same guy that we uh, saw in Alabama, those that watched, but now he's doing it on the NBA level, if not even better. Now he's taken when he's had so much free time with working with the coaches, something you don't have in college, and he's even elevated his play already. And he, we're not even halfway through his first rookie NBA season. So I'm just completely astounded. And the Pelicans nailed one heck of a winner, and I, know, I guarantee you nobody saw this coming. I certainly didn't. And now look, I thought. Look, I'll be honest with you. I thought he would be again a guy since the game, since the the G League team was going to be in Birmingham. He'd kind of mm-hmm. be the face of that team for a while, and then eventually come up. I knew he was a pretty good player, but I never saw, uh, you know, just the the, the 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 little things that he does. That again, that a guy that really knows the game of basketball uh, that you can see do. I mean, these are things that veterans usually do as well. And, and of course, look, I don't know where they'd be without him right now. I really don't. I wouldn't either. I mean, without Valanciunas and Herb Jones, oh, I think the Falcons would probably be the worst team in the league. They probably yeah. wouldn't have more than say five or six wins. And I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think that's that's that, that's anything extravagant to say. Herb, he, he is wise beyond his years. Eric, when you watch him play, he makes the right play every single time. He reacts faster than anybody else out on, out there on the court. And then his effort level, it never wanes. It, it's really astounding to see. Um, and I, he's only going to get better because you hear about all the work ethic. We see some of it after practices. This guy's mm-hmm. so determined that I won't be surprised if he honestly makes an all-star game. I honestly believe that this kid has what it takes in terms of, like I said, the intangibles and the character, that he's going to do everything he can. And I'll tell you what, he's not a bad athlete, and he's a hell of a thinker. And look what that's yep. done for guys like Draymond Green in this league. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've got now incredibly high hopes for him in his career. As do I, and you're starting to see him feel uh, feel a little bit more comfortable offensively as well, which gives you a complete player. And you got the guy 35th overall in the second round, right? I mean, amazing. A home run pick for David Griffin. He needed it, but, boy, he landed Yeah, he did. There's no doubt. No doubt. All right, let's talk about tonight. Uh, no Steph, no, no Dre. Uh, what do you think of what happens tonight with, with the Pels and, and also the, uh, the, the Golden State Warriors? Well, the Pelicans are still going to have to find um, and, and, and find some offense, right? Snap that offensive funk. I mean, they have shot poorly now three straight games. And no surprise, it's been three good defensive teams all in the top ten. And the Warriors, they rank number one. You know, they're going to be without Draymond Green. So the defense is going to be a little bit um, worse off. And, of course, no Steph. Well, now you don't have to beat a flamethrower either. I mean, they've got some good shooters. But, no, you want to see the Pelicans, like I said, find their offense. If they do that, they should prevail. I mean, Jordan Poole's a good player. Andrew Wiggins, they've got some good role players there. I love Otto Porter, yep. and I think oh, the yeah. elite has been very good for them as well and a few mm-hmm. others. Um, but 
They handle their business. If B.I. snaps out of his funk, like I said, the Pelicans should be able to grab this win. So they've got a golden opportunity. Yep. Missing Golden State missing their two best players. That's what I call a gift. Though that's a gift. When I saw that, I'm like, again, they're resting them for a reason. They think they can come in here and win without them. Hopefully, again, the mm-hmm. Pels can, can, can pull a fast one here and, and come out with a victory because they're not far out of this thing. And that's the thing about it that people are not really paying attention to. Uh, they, they, again, with that nice little run they just had, uh, they could put some more runs together. They, they could be right there when it's all said and done. Ali, always a pleasure, man. Really, really appreciate you joining the program. Love talking ball with you. Tell the folks about the bird rights and how they can follow you on social media. Absolutely. Thanks, Eric. And I feel the same way. Love talking hoops with you. You can catch all of our work over at SB Nation, all one word, www.thebirdrights.com. And, yeah, we've got everything for every game to analysis, to podcast, you name it. So we'll be doing that for the rest of the season, but especially concentrating on the trade deadline, which should be coming up soon. We'll try and pick out some favorites on who maybe the Pelicans should be looking at. It is must listen to, must check out, again, the bird rights. Thanks, Ali. We'll check in next week. Yep. Take care, Eric. I like to sell the bird rights. Hey, don't forget about Southern Tire Auto Works, where they do it all, and I mean all, whether it's all, simple oil chains, a wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, uh, like a maybe brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. Wait a minute. You need help with your climate control, cooling system, electronic systems? They're the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, they're truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Add the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. Financing available. It's a one-stop shop for you. And again, it's Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Uh, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Or go to southerntire.com and check out all the service they provide for their customers. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, and I'll say it again, you don't last this long in this town unless you're doing something right for your customers. Uh, and if it lasts out since 1972, it's Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoy new terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. 
Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Hey, Carrie, we need that tax report by tomorrow. Hey, uh, Bobby, give me that expenses. For Hari's accounting firm, client growth is exponential. We're a couple of accountants short. He needs whip-smart accountants at whiplash speed. Hey, uh, so why aren't these receivables matching up? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. I need postcards printed and designed. Oh, and a targeted direct mail campaign. It's possible at Staples. I need my presentation printed, bound, and perfect. Also possible. Your local Staples store can help your business navigate the future of work with custom printed sales and marketing materials. Now get 25% off custom printed labels, postcards, flyers, brochures, and more when you spend $60 or more. Explore what's new at Staples, the working and learning store. Ends 129 in-store only. See staples.com slash print for details. Since 1933, Ye Olde College Inn has been one of New Orleans' favorite restaurants. From Louisiana seafood to farm fresh vegetables, you are sure to have a great meal. Located on the corner of Carrollton and Earhart, next door to the world-famous Rocket Bowl, it's one-stop Dine and Rock every Tuesday through Saturday starting at 4 p.m. Enjoy dinner at Ye Olde College Inn and party at the Rocket Bowl. New Orleans' one-stop Dine and Rock. All right, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank our sponsors, uh, especially, again, our friends over at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, the Hideout Bar, open seven days a week, open late for you. I don't want to hear you can't get a late meal in New Orleans, because all you got to do is go to my website, ericasher.com, click on the icon of one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants, and head on over because they're open late. Also, again, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. AC breaks down. Maybe you need some help with that heating system. They're there for you. acpromise.com, acpromise.com. And all the great sponsors sponsor our program. Again, go to ericasher.com. There's a slideshow. The sponsors sponsor our show. Please, again, continue to support those great sponsors that support this program. And, again, I appreciate it. And other sponsors appreciate it as well. Again, uh, thanks to our guest, uh, Fletcher Mackle, Channel 6 Sports, Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints Podcast, and Ali Cassell of the Bird Rice. Rudy doing a great job back at studio. And, of course, uh, tomorrow is the William Grant family. still this Friday extravaganza. Mike Vazan will join me on the program. Gary Smith, who was supposed to be with us today, but got bumped by UNO. He'll be with us talking to Lane. And then George Laureano, William Grant, will give us some New Year's cheer from William Grant. So looking forward to that tomorrow. Coming up next, it is... Uh, the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and also Ken Trahan. I'm on the TV with Les East of CrestedSports.com on WLAE TV. You can check that out at 6 o'clock. And, of course, I'd love you to have a great evening. And we'll see you tomorrow, straight up 4 o'clock, for another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog catch to the governor, they all got to go.